What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode nine of Slide Jobs and Slide Cycles. On today's show, we will get caught up on the biggest racing news and results over the past week. Let's get started. So we're going to kick off the show with uh, the NASCAR Infinity, Xfinity and Cup Series uh, races at Road America over the weekend. Uh, first, on Saturday, the Xfinity Series was in action, and uh, Ty Gibbs picked up the win, uh, passing defending Cup Series champion Kyle Larson on the last lap of overtime. Um, the win gives uh, Gibbs his first at Road America and his fourth win of the season. Uh, Kyle Larson dominated most of the race. He led 31 of four of the 48 laps and won the first two stages of the race. Uh, probably the biggest story of the race was the on-track issues between Noah Gragson and Sage Karam. Um, <clears throat> combat contact between the two caused a huge crash that collected 13 cars on lap 25. Uh, Karam, in an interview after the race after the incident, said that. Uh, that was ridiculous. I've never been turned into on a straight line like that. You can't get that heated when you're driving a race car. Unfortunately, he let his emotions get the best of him today. <clears throat> Gregson had a different take on it. Uh, he said, I guess he forgot the three times before that he'd throw it into the corner, door us, and run us off the racetrack. After a while, you get sick and tired of it. I hate that people's stuff got tore up. I take responsibility. I hate it for his guys, but I'm fighting the race for a championship here, and I'm really getting over getting run over. He started it. I finished it. We're good. <clears throat> um, a victim of Gregson's, uh, a victim of the wreck was uh, Gregson's junior motorsports teammate, Josh Berry. Uh, he, re- he rebounded to finish third with uh, Austin Hill and Brandon Jones rounding out the top five. Uh, A.J. Allmendinger finished sixth after starting at the rear of the field and then getting a speeding penalty, forcing forcing him to go to the back a second time and still fought his way back up to uh, sixth. Uh, he still leads the, stand, the series standings by nine points over Gibbs, uh, followed by Justin Allgaier, Noah Gregson, and Josh Berry in the top five. On Sunday, the Cup Series took to the track at Road America, and Tyler Reddick was finally able to get his first uh, to get that elusive uh, first Cup Series win. Uh, he was able to beat out pole center and 2020 Cup champion Chase Elliott in an intense battle to become the fifth first-time Cup Series winner this season. Uh, Elliott dominated the first two stages, but won neither, choosing to pit before the end of the stages to preserve track position. Uh, Reddick passed Elliott for what was third position at the time after some tough side-by-side and back-and-forth racing through turns five, six, seven, and 8 before clearing Elliott through the carousel turn. Um, Once Denny Hamlin and Harrison Burton pitted in front of Reddick, he inherited the lead and went on to win. Uh, He finished 3.3 seconds ahead of Elliott, and then Elliott was ahead of third-place finishing Kyle Larson by just over 21 seconds. Um, Elliott, while disappointing with finishing second after dominating most of the race, was still happy for Reddick, saying, First off, congrats to him. I know he's been super close to that first win. And I've been down that road, and it can be a rocky one. I'm happy for those guys. They deserve it. Uh, Trackhouse teammates Ross Chastain and Daniel Suarez finished fourth and fifth. Uh, Chevrolet swept the top five positions. Um, Chase Briscoe won stage one, and Ryan Blaney uh, won stage two. Um, Both uh, that giving 
Blaney five uh, stage wins on the season. Um, and another crazy stat is that uh, all three road courses uh, so far this season have produced a first-time winner. Uh, Chastain at Circuit, Circuit of the Americas and Suarez at Sonoma. Uh, Chase Elliott continues to lead the uh, season standings, uh, 33 points over Ryan Blaney, who jumped into second place by two points over Ross Chastain. Um, Kyle Larson is fourth, and Joey Logano is fifth. Uh, next weekend, uh, NASCAR's top three series will be in action. The Xfinity and Cup Series will be at Atlanta Motor Speedway, and the Camping World Truck Series will be heading to Mid-Ohio Sports Car Course. Um, the Formula One World Championship was at Silverstone on Sunday for the British Grand Prix. Uh, it was an exciting race that saw Carlos Sainz score his uh, first career pole position and his first career Grand Prix win. Um, the excitement of the race started on the first corner of the first lap. Uh, Pierre Gasly tried to drive up the middle between Joe Guan Yu and George Russell. Uh, Russell came up a little bit. Uh, his left rear tire made contact with Gasly's right front, which turned Russell into a Guan Yu. A chain reaction incident occurred. Uh, Guan Yu flipped over on his lid. Uh, Russell took a couple of hits. Alex Albon got turned head-on into a barrier and then was hit hard by a couple more times by other cars. Uh, Guan Yu slid upside down into the gravel trap before rolling over the tire barrier onto its side on the other side of that tire barrier and up against the fence. Um, very scary crash. Uh, George Russell quickly got out of his car and ran over to Guan Yu to try to help uh, the marshals get him free from his car. Uh, both Guan Yu and Alex Albon were sent to the Enfield Care Center for observation. Uh, Albon was, was then sent to the hospital for further observation, but both drivers were cleared of any injury. Um, it's a testament of how far the safety of these cars have come. Uh, Joe Guan Yu uh, credits the halo on his car for uh, for him surviving the crash. Um, I, for one, was crit critical of that halo design when it was first implemented by F1 a few years ago, uh, but it's made me a believer now um, with drivers like Joe Guan Yu, uh, Lewis Hamilton last year, uh, and Romain Grosjean um, a couple of years ago surviving and for the most part not being injured thanks to the halo. Um, uh, then once uh, once racing resumed, uh, there was some good racing between several different manufacturers toward the front. Uh, something I know a lot of fans have been wanting to see um, in, in Formula One for, especially the past few seasons with uh, Mercedes dominating um, up until this year. Um, I know for a while there there was five different manufacturers in the top five fighting for a podium spot. Uh, but when all was said, when said and done, there were five different manufacturers in the top six and seven in the top ten. Um, Lewis Hamilton talked about having a great battle with Charles Leclerc and taking a little bit of a shot at Max Verstappen in the process um, after they crashed each other out in last year's British Grand Prix. Um, Carlos Sainz picked up the win in his Ferrari. Uh, Sergio Perez was second in a Red Bull. Hamilton third for Mercedes. Uh, the rest of the top ten were Leclerc. Um, also in a Ferrari, uh, Fernando Alonso with a strong fifth-place finish in his Alpine. Lando Norris was sixth for McLaren. Uh, Verstappen, who picked up some damage during the race, but was able to finish seventh uh, in his Red Bull. Mick Schumacher uh, was eighth in a Haas, and this was his first uh, points-paying um, first finish in a points-paying position. Uh, Sebastian Vettel was ninth uh, in his Aston Martin, and then uh, Schumacher's Haas teammate. 
Kevin Magnuson was 10th. Uh, Max Verstappen continues to lead the driver standings over Red over his Red Bull teammate Sergio Perez by 34 points. Uh, next is the Ferrari teammates of Leclerc and Sainz. Sainz moves up a spot with his win and George Russell's DNF, which is the first race of the season where Russell has not finished in the top five. Uh, Russell and Mercedes teammate uh, Lewis Hamilton are fifth and sixth in the standings. Lando Norris is seventh. Valtteri Bottas is eighth. And the Alpine teammates of Esteban Ocon and Fernando Alonso are ninth and tenth. Uh, the F1 Championship are back in action this weekend uh, at the Red Bull Ring in Austria. The NTT IndyCar Series, uh, they were back in action this past weekend at uh, Mid-Ohio Sports Car Course. And Scott McLaughlin was able to pick up his second career win and his second win of the season. Uh, he was able to hold off defending IndyCar champ Alex Pillow over the last 17 laps uh, to win by half a second. Uh, Pato Award looked to be the car to beat early on. Uh, he started on the pole, led the first 28 laps of the race. On lap 30, he began reporting that his car was losing power, and by lap 54, lost power completely and stalled at the end of pit lane, uh, ending his race. Uh, McLaughlin led 40, uh, 45 of the final 52 laps, gaining the lead for good on lap 60. Uh, Pillow was never more than a, one second behind McLaughlin, but couldn't get close enough to make a move. Uh, his last chance came on the lap 59 restart after Andretti Autosport teammates um, Alex, Alexander Rossi and Romain Grosjean made contact and went off course. McLaughlin's teammate uh, Will Power rounded out the podium in third after starting 20, 21st and then spinning uh, on the first lap, dropping him back to last. Uh, it was one hell of a run for him. Uh, Renus VK and Scott Dixon finished fourth and fifth. Indy 500 winner Marcus Erickson leads the championship standings. Uh, Will Power is 20 points back and second. Then teammate Joseph Newgarden is third, followed by Alex Pillow. Pato Award, Scott Dixon, race winner Scott McLaughlin, Alexander Rossi, Simon Paginot, and Colton Herta, the top 10. Uh, the IndyCar Series are off this weekend, and then they will go north of the border to the streets of Toronto on uh, July 17th. Uh, the Camping World Superstar Racing Experience had their uh, have uh, they hit their halfway point of their six week schedule on Saturday night at Stafford Speedway in Connecticut. Uh, the Rocket Man Ryan Newman picked up his first career SRX Series win. Um, Ryan Hunter Ray led his first laps in SRX and won the first heat race uh, by close to one second um, over guest driver Haley Deegan. Uh, Bobby Labonte picked up his first career. SRX heat race win uh, in heat two, holding off his former NASCAR uh, Joe Gibbs racing teammate and last week's winner Tony Stewart by two tenths of a second. Uh, in the feature, it was more of the same from South Boston last week. Uh, Tony Stewart, Marco Andretti up front battling for the lead, uh, but it was a caution that was thrown with 10 laps to go that changed all that. Um, the field was bunched back up, and on the restart, Ryan Newman was able to get by Stewart to go into second place. Uh, but he wasn't done there. Um, Newman moves Andretti out of the way going into turn one with seven laps to go and then stayed there to the finish. Uh, Newman wins. Andretti finishes second. And uh, surprisingly, uh, Paul Tracy rounds out the podium ahead of Tony Stewart and Bobby Labonte. Uh, Haley Deegan finishes sixth. Ryan Hunter Ray seventh. Stafford Speedway ringer Matt Hirschman finished eighth. 
guest driver and track house team owner Justin Marks finishes ninth, Greg Biffle tenth, uh, guest driver Bill Elliott eleventh, and Michael Walter rounded out the field in twelfth. Uh, next weekend, the SRX Series heads to Nashville Speed, uh, Fairground Speedway for the final pavement race of the season. Uh, the entry list for National Fairgr- Nashville Fairgrounds this weekend will be series regulars Tony Stewart, Bobby Labonte, Michael Walter, Ryan Newman, Greg Biffle, Tony Kanan, Ryan Hunter Ray, Paul Tracy, and Marco Andretti. Uh, guest drivers Matt Kenseth, Elio Castroneves, um, hometown hero and IndyCar star Joseph Newgarden and track ringer, two-time late model track champion, Cole Williams. All right, I'm going to make a quick pit stop, and then we'll go dirt racing next on slide jobs and slide tackles. The NOS Energy Drink World of Outlaw Sprint Car Series ran the two-night Independence Day Spectacular at Cedar Lake Speedway. Uh, Jacob Allen picked up the win on night one. Um, Jacob Allen ran the bottom of the speedway. Uh, it was a master class of doing that. No one could do anything about it. Uh, Allen was able to run down and pass three-time defending outlaw stud champion Brad Sweet, who was looking for his sixth straight Cedar Lake win and 10-time Outlaws champion Donnie Schatz, who had just lost his father, Danny Schatz, earlier in the week. Uh, Schatz led laps 3 through 21 before Allen took the lead and led the remainder of the race. Uh, Schatz wound up finishing fourth behind Sweet and uh, Sheldon Hoddenshield, who passed Schatz for third on the final lap. Uh, Carson Macedo rounded out the top five. Then on Saturday night, Brock Zierfoss got the win. Uh, it's his second career Outlaw win. His first as a full-time outlaw and his and first since 2017, sna- snapping a 169-race streak in outlaw competition. Uh, he was able to take take on Brad Sweet and beat him straight up to prove that the win was no fluke. Um, he was able to start alongside Sweet on a restart on lap 19 when the second, third, and fourth place cars all fell out of line for one reason or another and was able to grab, grab the lead going into turn one. Um, Sweet would be able to get to Zierfoss's back bumper a few times, but a caution would end up halting each run. Uh, Zierfoss was finally able to open up a decent gap and won by 1.3 seconds over David Gravel, who took advantage of an uncharacteristic Brad Sweet slip-up to finish second. Um, Gravel had to go to the back after a flat tire on on that lap 19 caution and was able to drive from 16th to 6th in six laps after that restart and then finished out his late race charge to finish second. Sweet rounded out the podium in third. Uh, Shark Racing teammates Logan Schuhart and Friday's winner Jacob Allen rounded out the top five. Um, Things got a little wild in the hot pit area during that race uh, when there was an altercation between a World of Outlaws official and one of Donnie Schatz's crew members. Um, Sheldon Hoddenshield's car was being pushed into the hot pit area backwards um, to have a right rear tire change under caution. Um, it's pretty much impossible for the driver to see behind. There's no way the driver can see behind him, and they're steering the car when they're being pushed. Um, so the uh, the side-by-side driver, it looked like he, had, he was pushing the car too close to the wall to be able to get, for a crew member to be able to get to the, um, to be able to change the tire. 
and the uh, shot's crew member yelled at the official driving the side-by-side to let him know, which apparently that official took exception to. Um, while a few crew members from different teams were helping change the tire, you see the official um, approach the crewman, and uh, he yelled, you shut the F up when you're talking to me, <laughs> while grabbing the crewman by the collar. Uh, the two tussled for a moment before tripping over the the wheel with the, the shredded tire on it, and into the guy changing Hodenshield's tire before being broke up, and the officials the officials pulled out of view of the camera after that. Uh, to me, it seems like a case of the official thinking, because he has on an official shirt, he thinks he's running something. Uh, this guy should be suspended, if not fired, for this incident. Uh, the crew member wasn't even uh, he wasn't even paying attention um, to the guy when he, when the guy came into into the screen and grabbed him by the collar. Um, and it, I mean, it's just completely unacceptable, uncalled for. Um, a, an official should not go up and, and have an altercation like that with any with anyone, um, especially when he was unprovoked. Um, uh, you know, it, that this guy, you know, this guy should be, be, be suspended or fired um, and hopefully upper brass for the world outlaws will uh, handle the situation, make the right decision. Um, so after the two races at, at Cedar Lake, Brad Sweet was able to add to his point lead. Uh, he now has a 38-point lead over Sheldon Hodenshield. Carson Macedo, David Gravel, and Logan Shuhart ran up the top five in points. Uh, Shuhart is uh, in fifth, uh, is only 72 points back of leader Sweet. Uh, the Outlaws will be back in action this weekend. They will be at 34 Raceway in Iowa on Friday, and then Wilmot Raceway in Wisconsin on Saturday. Uh, the Lucas Oil Late Model Dirt Series ran four nights last week, starting Thursday night at Florence Speedway uh, and the 36th annual Ralph, Ralph Latham Memorial, where track regular Josh Rice picked up the win over Ricky Thornton Jr. and Garrett Alberson, um, who rounded out the podium in third. Uh, Jason Jamison finished fourth and Brandon Shepard fifth. On Friday, the series headed to Portsmouth Raceway Park uh, for the Independence 50. Ricky Thornton Jr. took the win in the rain-shortened race. Uh, race ended at, on lap 45, um, beating out Tim McCready and Hudson O'Neill. Uh, Earl, Pe- Earl Pearson Jr. and Dalton Wilson rounded out the top five. Uh, then the Lucas Oil Series went to Muskingum County Speedway for the two-night Freedom 60. On Saturday was the pre- preliminary night, uh, setting most of the field for Sunday's A-Main. Uh, Saturday's format had three feature races, re- feature races, which allowed for every driver to compete in an A-Main. Uh, each feature went 20 laps. Uh, Ricky Thornton Jr. took the lead on lap 11 of the 20-lap feature uh, for the first feature, sneaking by Hudson O'Neill and Tim McCready. Uh, the win gave uh, RTJ the pole for the A-Main on Sunday. O'Neill finished second. Uh, Pearson Jr. third. Tim McCready fourth. Tyler Carpenter fifth and Greg, Greg Satterley sixth and they were uh, locked in and they are locked into Sunday's A-Main. Um, then in the second feature, Brandon Shepard led all 20 laps. The real battle was for sixth through uh, second through sixth. Uh, Spencer Hughes started second, fell back to fourth, 
but ultimately got back up to second place at the end. Ashton Winger finished third, followed by Ross Robinson, Brandon Overton, and Zach Dome locking into Sunday's A-Main. Then the final feature on Saturday was a three-way three-way battle just about the entire race uh, for the win between Tyler Erb, Devin Moran, and Garrett Alberson, with Turbo getting the win. Um, Devin Moran finished second, Alberson third. The rest of the drivers locking into Sunday's A-Main were Nathan Loney, Dalton Wilson, and Tim Vance. On Sunday, it was the rocket ship. Brandon Shepard went in the Freedom 60. He took the lead on lap three and never looked back. Uh, Shepard won by two seconds over Hudson O'Neill. O'Neill took a shot at uh, passing Shepard for the lead on the final restart of the race, but didn't have anything for him. Uh, Shepard still sits atop the driver standings, 55 points ahead of Tim McCready. Ricky Thornton Jr., Tyler Erb, and Earl Pearson Jr. round out the top five in the standings. Uh, the Lucas Oil Late Model Dirt Series will be back in action tomorrow night as they head to Davenport Speedway for four straight nights for the Napa Auto Parts Gopher 50. USAC, they had a, a couple of events over the last week. First, on Thursday night, the USAC Silver Crown and National Midgets, along with the 500 Sprint Car Tour, were part of um, the Thursday Night Thunder Homecoming at Indianapolis Raceway Park. Uh, Tanner Swanson picked up the Sprint Car win with the 500 Sprint Car Tour, beating his older brother Cody for um, for most of the race. Uh, Kyle O'Gara, he joined the Swanson brothers on the podium with uh, Dakota Armstrong and C.J. Leary rounding up the top five. Uh, next, the USAP Silver, Silver Crown cars took to the track, and in a 1-2 reversal of the Sprint Car race, it was Cody Swanson holding off younger brother Tanner to pick up the win. Uh, Bobby Santos finishes on the podium in third with Taylor Ferns and Nick Hamilton rounding out the top five. The USAC Midgets closed the show at IRP with Cal O'Gara getting the win over Chuck Gurney Jr. and Buddy Kofoid in, his only, in only his second pavement midget start finished on the podium in third. Uh, Bobby Santos and Jake Trainer finished out the top five. On Friday and Saturday, the Amsoil National Sprint Cars were at Lincoln Park Speedway for the Bill Gardner Sprintacular. C.J. Leary won night one uh, by making an, an adjustment during mid-race caution and moved from running the bottom of the track um, and moving up to the cushion up top. Uh, Robert Ballou led most of the first half of the race before the, the lap 14 caution. Leary was... C.J. Leary was finally able to pass Ballou around the high side off of turn four on lap 16. Uh, Leary went on to win the race by 3.2 seconds. Uh, Ballou, who was running second at the time, clicked, clipped an infield, infield tire, um, spun the car around, and collected third place running Kevin Thomas Jr. Um, that gave Brady Bacon second place and Kyle Cummins third. Um, Chase Stockton and... and Shane Cottle rounded up the top five on night one. On night two, Justin Grant picked up the win. Uh, Grant started eighth in the feature race and took the lead from Kyle Cummins on lap 17 and then led the rest of the 40-lap race. Emerson Axum and Logan Seavey joined Grant on the podium, and then Jason McDougal and Kyle Cummins rounded out the top five. Uh, Grant holds the points lead by 46 points over Brady Bacon with Robert Ballou, Logan Seavey, and Emerson Axum the top five in the standings. Up next for USAC will be the USAC Nationals at Cusett Speedway for the Amsoil National Sprint Cars and the NOS Energy Drink National Midget Series for three nights 
this weekend starting on Friday night. Um, Pennsylvania Sprint Week uh, ended on Sunday night. It ran for 10 nights starting back on June 24th. Uh, Brett Marks won the PA Speed Week Championship after winning five races, four of them in a row, uh, which the four in a row were Port Royal on the 29th of June, Hagerstown on the 30th, Williams Grove on July 1st, and then back at Port Royal on July 2nd. He fell one spot short of an of an historic uh, five wins in a row on the final night at Salem's Grove Speedway, uh, where he finished second to Danny Dietrich. Uh, Anthony Macri won nights one and two at Williams Grove and Lincoln Speedway. Uh, night three of PA Speed Week at BAPS uh, was rained out. Night four back at Lincoln Speedway was the first of five wins on the week for Brent Marks. And then Rico Abreu won night five at Grandview Speedway. Uh, Brent Marks was dominant all week, having won over half of the races and then also having um, solid finishes in the races he didn't win. Uh, it was a well-earned PA Speed Week crown for Marks. Uh, the Dirt Car Summer Nationals had five races since the, the racing podcast last Tuesday. On Tuesday, the Hell Tour was at Red Hill Raceway in Illinois, where, where Tyler Erb won the late model portion of the show in his first start of the tour. Um, Nick Hoffman won his eighth modified feature of the tour that night. On Thursday night, the Hell Tour was at Fayette County Speedway with Shannon Babb winning the late model race, uh, becoming the winningest driver in Summer Nationals history with 101 wins. Uh, Nick Hoffman won the modified feature, winning his ninth race of the tour, beating rival Mike Harrison in a great race. Uh, Friday at Paducah International Raceway in Kentucky, uh, it was the smooth operator Bobby Pierce winning the late model feature, uh, which is his fourth, uh, That and it, that leads the, uh, the late model tour. Uh, Trent Young picked up his first career Summit Modified Nationals win um, on the Hell Tour. Saturday, the Hell Tour headed to Tennessee's Clarksville Speedway, and the Squirrel, Brian Shirley, picked up his uh, third Hell Tour win of the year uh, for the late models. Lucas Lee picked up his second modified feature win on the tour. And then finally, on Sunday at Lincoln Speedway, it was Jason Fager picking up the late model win, and uh, the thrill for Mooresville, Nick Hoffman, once again, wins his 10th modified feature of the tour. Uh, the Hell Tour has been off since Sunday and will pick back up on Thursday when it heads to Macon Speedway. And then one last bit of news before wrapping up the show. Uh, it was announced last week about a partnership between MAV-TV and Flow Racing. Um, the partnership will, deli will deliver new MAV-TV Plus live content through the Flow Racing platform. Uh, so that means now you can watch all the Lucas Oil Late Model Dirt Series races on Flow Racing. Uh, you also you'll also be able to watch the entire Chili Bowls and Chili Bowl Nationals on Flow Racing in January. Um, before they had all the prelim nights and um, all of all, all of the uh, the last day, all the way through the Alphabet Soup up to I believe the C Main. That um, you would have to switch over to to Mav TV or Mav TV Plus to watch the rest of. Not anymore. You can watch the whole thing on Flow Racing, which is which is awesome. Um, then there's plenty other series and races on that were on the MAV TV plus platform. Um, I know they had a super, uh, uh, motocross series, uh, the sprint, the 500 sprint tour that I've mentioned before. Um, I believe the power I 
midget and war sprint series were on there. You'll be able to watch all watch all of that on um, Flow Racing going forward. Um, it's a pretty exciting time to be a race ta- race fan for sure. Thanks for listening to today's racing portion of the podcast. I'll be back on Thursday with the soccer portion of Slide Jobs and Tackles. If you want to stay up to date with the podcast, click that subscribe button. Uh, Leave me a rating and review. Uh, The podcast is now on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Amazon Music. You can also follow the podcast on Instagram at SJSTPod. I post racing and soccer news and results daily. Uh, If you know anyone that likes racing or soccer or both like myself, let them know about the show. Until next time, remember to drive fast and take chances. See ya.